Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is Single Track Session 121. I am your host, Eric Manning. Joel Hatch is not with us today, so you will have to bear with me a little bit here as we go through kind of this week's happenings, things that are going on, and uh, things that are coming up. So let's get uh, kicked off right away with our past episode, episode number 131. Uh, If you haven't heard that, I I definitely recommend going back and listening to that. It launched on Tuesday uh, the 8th. Um, We talked with Garth Harris, a really good friend of the show, trail runner, just an amazing individual. Um, And if you have, I just recommend you go back and listen to that. Um, You know, Garth had such a a cool experience, and I know the word journey gets used all the time, but really that's what it was. Started over 400 pounds. He looks good now, and uh, he's out there competing and just having a good time and, and healthy and has a good life. That uh, he talks about how the you know the struggles that he went through, not not just the weight, but just everything involved. And I know with the new year that just hit, a lot of people are you know, setting their New Year's resolutions and goals and however you guys want to phrase those. But um, I think it's just a good time to to sit down and talk with Garth. So inspiring, I know he inspires me, and just an all around awesome awesome guy. Um, so we want to thank Garth again for taking the time to sit down. Talk to me and uh, kind of share his story. And as we all know, sometimes those are, are difficult to share, um, those, those personal ones that you're kind of, I don't know, giving yourself to the world in a way, um, people getting a, a little deeper look into you that maybe they don't know. So thanks again, Garth. And uh, again, we hope everybody enjoyed episode number 131. Um, and as we talked about last week, our first golden ticket race took place. Um, this past weekend, um, the Bandera race, um, the Bandera 100K in Bandera, Texas. And so there were four new entries into Western states, and I believe they've all accepted uh, their entries. And we will start with the ladies. Um, the ladies this year, um, the winner was in 926 for uh, Brittany Peterson. Um, so she's in for that. And then second place, 937. So just 11 minutes behind was Lady Albertson Junkins. Um, so we got two new entrants there, and it looks like they both, well, hopefully we'll accept those. Um, some top 10 finishers that we talked about last week. Casey, um, she was fourth in 1013. Um, and Catherine Drew um, was 958, taking taking third place. So congratulations to the ladies there. And on the men's side, um, Tyler Green and Chris Mako are the two that will come away with that. And that was a pretty tight race. Um, Tyler came in at 8.26, and Mako was less than a half a minute. So seconds um, behind, and I think they both have accepted the uh, entry there. Jeff Colt was third place in 8.35, so like nine minutes behind. So congratulations for those that will be towing the line in at the Western States 100. Let's see. Uh, so those were all by the Ultra, the Golden Ticket races. Um, that was the first one out of the way. Um, we do have a few results from across the years. We didn't dive too deep into those. It was a little bit, you know, with the different start times, a little bit harder to to kind of go through. Um, but there's some finishing there. Um, so across the years, uh, six days, craziness. Um, <laughs> Six days for the men's side, and I'm gonna. It's, he's from Mongolia, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna slaughter the name like I do. Uh, Bud Jargal, that's B-U-D-J-A-R-G-A-L. So Bud, and then Jar, and then Gal. So I don't know. Last name is Bayamba. 
489 miles. That's sickening. Um, six days loop, 489 miles, and not too far behind was Amy Mower, 453 miles, um, and that's a record um, for the women. Uh, 72 hours, Pablo Espinoza and Charlotte Vasa Haley, um, and that Charlotte actually won that 250 miles, um, so she was the overall winner. Um, so way to go, Charlotte, on the ladies' side. And on the 24, or excuse me, um, the 48-hour event, um, Jess Mullen, 167 miles for the ladies. And our good friend, first time at one of these events, Scott Jaime, he came in at 174 miles, as we talked about. He was, I think, looking for 200, but uh, 174 is, I'm going to round up to, to two. Um, so Scott did that. And the 24-hour winner, another guest on the show, Mark Hammond for the men, um, 130 miles. And Marissa Lizak, also 130 miles on the 24-hour event. Um, so crazy, 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 um, and way to go to uh, everybody that ran the across the years. And I don't know if that's something I'll ever do. I guess, you know, if I had one too many IPAs, it might be close to where I'd sign up for something like that. Wouldn't have, It couldn't be on a track. It'd have to be something more the lines of across the years. Um, I just don't know. I don't know how many of you out there are interested in seeing what you can do on a looped course. And yeah, I don't know. One of our listeners, David Stevenson, um, did one and you'll have to go back to Facebook. He, uh, did a small loop on a roundabout by his work for 13 miles, did a kind of a half, um, kind of a, a reward for his team where he works. And it was just a super short loop and holy cow, you'll have to go check that out. I don't have it right in front of me, but it was pretty, pretty insane. Um, but David's a good guy, another listener of the show. But yeah, that loop thing. I don't know. What do you think? Is it? Uh, it's such a different ball game. And I'm interested to talk to Scott Jaime. This was his first time doing that. And as we know from the show here, he's kind of that mountain runner, right? So hard rocks, you know, the big vert type stuff. Um, of course, he crushed it at JFK. Um, but that roundabout is so mental. And I wonder if you can train for that just by running on a track. I don't know if that would be good mentally or not if you already know what you're in for um, but some people excel at those and, and really like them and i'm not knocking them it's just in my wheelhouse i don't think so um and then we have some news on the the new skyrunner series so the skyrunner series is is back again um and we have the schedule for 2019 i know that's just been released and there's quite a few dates and some new locations um so it kicks off in june uh with the broken arrow sky race in california um, followed up by here in Utah, June 29th up at Brighton, 6.7 miles, um, which is new, I believe. July 6th, um, Race the Wolf in Idaho. July 13th, Power of Four Trail Run in Colorado. Uh, July 20th and 21st, you're in New York for the White Face Sky Race. Uh, July 27th, you're in Alaska um, for 5.9. That'd just be fun to go up and do that one. Uh, August 3rd, Sheep Mountain, Colorado. August 17th, um, Race the Peak in California. September 22nd, Shangri de Cristo in Colorado. And finishing off with the Franklin Mountain Trail Run in Texas on November 8th through the 10th. So a lot of races for the Skyrunner Series again this year. Um, it's cool to see some different locations. You see one here in Utah. And all just different distances. I mean, they start out with a 52K or 26K. Uh, the Broken Arrow, Utah, as I mentioned, is a little under seven, and then there's 50Ks, 25Ks. Um, you know, Alaska is a 
almost six miles, or 5.9 miles. So as we talk about on the show all the time is don't force the course. So if you get 5.9, don't run around the parking lot for six. I like that. I like the 5.9 distance. That could be a new distance for me because you got to figure I'd be a PR, right? I mean, how many 5.9-mile races have you truly run? So you could say, well, I PR'd my 5.9-mile race. I mean, that's what we'll do. We ask what's next. 100-mile races, 200-mile races, and bigger. Maybe now it's just these obscure numbers, um, 7.3, 10.8, things like that. Maybe that's what's next. So everybody can come out to a race and, and guarantee a PR if you find that nice niche I don't know, distance, I guess. Uh, so we'll move on from that. That's that's getting old. Um, let's uh, let's tackle. So what's going on right now? And if you've been paying attention to social media, uh, Ultra Runner Magazine has been coming out with um, their top ten, um, and these are voted on. Um, there's a handful of extremely talented runners um, and people um, that aren't just runners that get a vote on this, and they kind of tabulate who those are. And as we record this show, so I'm recording this. On the day it launches. So after I'm done recording this, give me 10 minutes and it'll be up. So as we're launching this show, they've got 10, 9, and 8 um, published for the men and the women. So we'll start with 10, work our way down. Next week, we'll probably be closer to 1. And as you know, we have a contest that we had people send in their guesses at the very first of the year, like January, February time frame, and I did save those. So um, as we get closer... And this is something that we had people put in before the year. So before injuries, before you knew um, race schedules, everything else. So it's going to be interesting, and we'll have a cool, fun prize pack to give away for that. But number 10 for the women is Casey Lichtig. Um, she had a, a great year. I know she came off a tough 2017, uh, 2018, um, you know, two of the big races, uh, Western States, um, she finished 12th female and UTMB in France. She finished 10th female. So those are kind of her two big, big races. Um, but she did have a Pikes Peak, uh, win for female silver state, uh, I believe 50 first place. Um, JFK, she took second, which is a insanely competitive race, fast race, uh, 19th overall. Um, and that's just some of the, I guess, bigger races, um, that she had put in for Jared Hazen came in at number 10. Um, and he finished strong, finishing, he won the JFK here in November in 534 and way too cool, which is a big one, second place and Lake Sonoma second place. So those are kind of his three big results for, um, for this year and a name like Jared Hazen finishing 10, that just kind of gives you an idea what you have to come underneath that. Right. And Casey for that matter, Casey's a phenomenal runner. Uh, coming in at number nine, uh, shout out to Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, Katie Scheid. Um, she came in as ninth overall, and she did a lot of racing over in Europe this year. Um, I'm not going to even try and pronounce some of these names, folks. Uh, but she did do the uh, Madeira Island Ultra, finished uh, first place overall, sixth, or excuse me, first female, sixth overall. Um, CCC, which we all know is a big one over there in Italy. Uh, she placed second. And 19th overall, that was just a couple of hers. Um, yeah, she's living in Switzerland right now. Um, so she's that's why she's racing so much over there and, and doing well. Mario Mendoza, he was the, for the men, he was number nine. 
Um, in 2018, he won Bandera, so the race we just talked about, and he won it in 8:07. Um, and what was this year's was uh, I don't know what was this year's I say winner. So he won it last year in 8:07, and this year's men's winner came in at where's my notes here? Oh, do 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 8:26. So last year he was still 15, 17 minutes faster. Uh, if I do my my trail manners math, uh, he also took third at Lake Sonoma. He went over to Spain for the Trail World Championships, took sixth. He did have a DNF at Trans Gran Canaria uh, Western, 16th, McKenzie River, and Ultra Trail de Mexico. He took first in both of those um, for 2018. So that put Mario at number nine for the men. And coming in at number eight, my favorite number, so we'll spend a little more time on that. Sabrina Stanley, which uh, I'm not going to lie, I thought she would be a little higher up the list. Um, she came away with a first place finish at Hard Rock, 12th overall, third at Hurt uh, a year ago. That's coming up. Um, and Orcas Island first, and then some other uh, races she took first place as well. So not going to lie, I'm a little surprised. She won a 74-mile race in Italy, um, and those you always know her, are big races over there Uh, but finishing first at hard rock i'm a little say i'm a little surprised she came in at eight so i'm really looking forward to see who took first through seventh i think when you finish first at hard rock that definitely puts you on the list and she had a pretty stellar year on top of that so congratulations sabrina coming in at eight and on the men's side another utah runner um we actually had him on the show not too long ago um Mark Hammond. So he comes in at number eight. And we've talked about Mark. He kind of flies under the radar a little bit. He's not real big on social media. Um, you had, we, you know, we talked to him on the show and you could tell he, he's just not the in, you know, in your face type of guy. Um, but he had a phenomenal year. And again, a little surprised, a little surprised he didn't finish higher than eighth. So I'm super excited to see one through seven. Um, he took third place at Western States. He did have the DNF at uh, UTMB, but it does look like he's going back there. Um, so he did learn from that. Second at Run Rabbit Run 100. Um, eighth place at UTMF, which is Ultra Trail Mount Fuji in Japan. And then he finished off the year with a couple first place finishes at Stone Mill and Deschutes 50K. So um, pretty impressive to be I mean, it's just awesome that uh, Ultra Running Magazine does this, kind of, I don't want to say honoring, but kind of showcasing, you know, the people that are doing well, right, this past year. And we had our own voting. And I don't know, we're trying to think of a cool little fun thing to do for us for 2019. Maybe it's based on our listeners or, I don't know, whatever. Um, so that would be fun. But congratulations. And um, as those come out, keep an eye on uh, social media, Ultra Runner Magazine has been throwing those out. And I was really hoping we'd have number seven by the time we recorded this, so I apologize for the late record on this and the late release on this single track session. Um, but, yeah, it's just it might be slower for running, I guess. Like we talk about the off season, but there's just a lot going on, man, just a lot going on. So let's jump into some changes, right? So we talked about this briefly last week, and this is uh, where I want you to pay super close attention, if you wouldn't mind. Um, so we're going to switch some things up, as you've seen on social media. Um, so, okay, here we go. Let's let's rewind. I want to get in touch with people out there, and you can message me at manners 
M-A-N-N-E-R-S, at trailmanners.com. So send me a message if you're interested, okay? Um, I'm looking for kind of a... I guess the word people use is creative team, right? Just some people to bounce ideas off, um, some people that are a better than I am at certain things, right? And I, I think that's pretty pretty easy to say. But So I'm looking for some creative people. So I'm looking for some logo ideas. I'm not saying design, but I just some ideas on some logos. I'm not going to throw it out um, on our podcast. I'd rather just uh, message that just because of, of, I don't know, reasons that we don't need to get into. Um, so here's what I'm looking for. Um, so if you're interested, my email's open. And But you have to be like me, right, in, in the fact that if we don't use an idea, it's not it means it's a bad idea. I'm just looking for this creative brainstorm session to help. And, heck, man, I'll, you definitely will get credit. I can't pay anybody. It's just for fun, right? Um, so for some changes. So I'm looking for people that are um, interested in helping with the new intro that we're working on. Um, just some ideas. You know, right now our intros, I've always liked it. I think it's fun. But uh, it's aged a little bit, and I want to, you know, liven it up from freshness. I've got some new music, but I need the verbiage, right? So we need some creative help with that. Um, logos. I've got, like, four logo ideas um, that I want to do for some different things, and that's where I'll leave it. Um, but I need some people that are good at thinking up what they could look like. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be a graphic designer. I'm not saying you have to design me a logo, but if, you know, you were thinking about it and, you know, we were, we were, we were buddies or friends or or whatever, I'm not going to turn you down. But I'm just looking for those ideas. So if you can't design like me, um, but you have a creative mind and think, hey, this would be kind of fun, um, and I'm not going to say what they're for, but um, I know I need at least probably three, right? And they're uh, some designs we want to use for the year. So, And then lastly, um, a little bit of help on is... Um, articles. So for the website, we want to post some articles. So make Trail Manners website just kind of one-stop shopping a little bit for fun. Um, we never take ourselves too seriously, um, but we want to uh, do some articles. And here's some ideas in my in my mind what I've got going. So if you're a good writer, you know you don't have to be a good writer. You just have to be someone who enjoys it. And you can even use a pen name if you want. So you got a really cool story, but you're like, man, I don't want people to know that's me. Come up with your own pen name, right? And then we can we can publish it because we want you to have fun. Trail Matters, we're about fun, so we're looking for stuff like adventure runs. If you had just an absolute disaster at a race, like your race went every which way but the way you were hoping, those are fun for people to read because we got to look at it this way. There's so many runners out there now and so many th- – articles and so many podcasts even um, and different things that are saying okay this is what you need to do you know good day well what happens when things go bad right so there's that animal encounters have you had a weird crazy animal encounter on the trail and i'm not talking about oh i i came across eric and joel not that type or man i was running and a rabbit jumped out in front of me okay it depends on what happened once the rabbit jumped out like if it was a monty python rabbit right or maybe I don't know, You, uh, it started talking to you because you were up so late at night. That could be on there. But, you know, animal encounters, race reports. If you've got a really good race report, we might share some of those. Um, and, again, doesn't mean if you contact me, manners at trailmanners.com, we're using everything. But, you know, just trying to freshen it up. And we, we know we've got a lot of fun people out there. So those are some ideas um, that we're looking for. So if you're interested, um, you know somebody who is interested, reach out to me. Um, again, logos. Um, someone that can write real well for like an intro, some ideas for an intro. We've had a couple come through, which I appreciate. 
Um, we're still working on some of that. And then I'm going to throw this out there. So we're doing the Trill Manners, we call it the drop bag right now, where it comes out on Monday on Facebook. And we say, here's what you have to look forward to. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking about maybe doing that just a short little video style, right? Um, kind of discuss what the, we have coming up for the week in our drop bag. Not just necessarily posted with words that go from left to right that form complete or sometimes run on sentences. Um, yeah, like a little video snippet or clip. So we're trying to freshen things up. We're trying to do um, more for 2019. Um, I personally want to get out to more races to talk to people. And I'm not even just saying Utah folks. And there's some on my on my uh, short list and some on a longer list. So Vermont, you're right up there, my friends. Um, would love to get out there. Uh, Bellingham, got to get back to Bellingham. Um, and there's some obviously some more local ones, but not in Utah. But yeah, those are some of the the traveling ones that I'm, I've got really high on my list. Um, San Diego, just because I love your fish tacos and beaches. Um, but yeah, those are some ideas. So if you have any ideas or questions, or you want to help out part of the unofficial Trail Manners creative team, let me know. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and bounce some ideas off each other. Um, and that's kind of all it is. It's a community. We want to make it a community um, and something that everybody enjoys. So more stuff on the website, some different ideas, and uh, hopefully that works out for us. And now a quick little plug here. So we have the Ogden Trail Running Festival coming up May 3rd right, and May 4th. So we're really excited about that. Um, but... We need some more sponsors and actually need some people to run the race. I know that sounds really weird, but yeah, running the race would be really cool. So register for that race. You can go to Ultra Sign Up or we have some cool things coming up right now. So this is your first teaser and this is obviously more for people in this area. Um, but as you know, we team up with Amr Sports Factory Outlet here in uh, Ogden, which is literally right across from my house. Um, so if you drop by Amr Sports Outlet in Ogden on Friday, January 25th, okay, from 4 to 7 p.m., and you sign up on the spot for our Gib Wallace Memorial Trail Race, if you sign up for the race that day at Amr Sport, you're going to get 50, that's right, 5-0, which is half of 100, 50% off select Suunto watches, and 30% off apparel and shoes at the outlet, okay? But you have to sign up to get those discounts. Folks, this is already an outlet store with outlet pricing, and you're getting additional 50% off on Suunto watches and 30% off shoes and apparel, okay? Select Suunto. I don't know which ones are going to have yet, but, you know, come on, folks. So that's going to be January 25th. Sign up online anytime, right? Let's let's load that up. We want to get at least 200 runners. We're going to have the Kids K again. But how about that? January 25th, we'll have more um, as we come closer. We'll talk about it again next week as well. Um, yeah, unbelievable sales. And I'll be there, right? So you can come say hi. Um, and you can take Jeremy Haddock's, you know, what do you call it, uh, idea. You can swing by some cheese curds if you want. You know, they, they, they won't go uneaten, if you know what I mean. I'd even share some with you. 
if you bring them by for me, we can cheers and tap our little squeaky cheeks, squeaky cheese, squeaky cheeks, squeaky cheese together and uh, toast. So got to thank uh, Armor Sports Factory Outlet and Connor there for setting this up and helping us out. Um, we really want to grow this event, um, but we need your support, um, both as runners, volunteers, and sponsors. Or if you just want to set up a tent at the start-finish at the Expo on Saturday, that's doable as well. you got a cool product. you got a cool whatever race, right? You can do that. Also, we're still doing um, sponsorships through the show for your races. If you're a race director out there and you want us to get the word out for you a little bit more, um, help with sales for registration. Um, we've had good success with uh, Beaverhead in the past, Palisades Ultra Trail Series, um, El Vaquero. We've had a lot of success, Buffalo Run, in the past. So if you have a race you want to uh, promote or have us talk about, you know, get get us on the horn or via email manners at trailmanners.com. We'd love to help you out and support that. Um, all right, here we go. A little quick, uh, I don't know, is quick. It's Strava, right? A little Strava week going on. So last week for Strava, um, pretty big week for some, not as big for others, <clears throat> including myself. Um, distance, John Marashek, 128.1. Uh, runtime, Andy Lefrech. Um, that was pretty close. Got my, my, my words going. 44 hours, 46 minutes. And climbing goes to Dan Hawk, 21,960. Um, that was last week for our Strava page. We're about 545 members, which is kind of fun. Um, so yeah, head on over there, join the group, have some fun. We'll be doing some, um, what do you call those things? Uh, posts on that here coming up shortly as well for some stuff. So be ready there. Um, we have our Woody footy and we have two ask trail manners questions this week. And ironically, one is kind of to me. So that helps with, since Joel's not here, the other one, um, I'll just chime in and we've had this one similar before. Um, but we'll just kind of retouch on that a little bit, but this week's Woody footy. Okay, folks, I've got two hats left. So if this person claims their hat, then I have one left. And then we're hoping to find a new sponsor for our, weekly woody footy for 2019 so we're looking for a new sponsor which uh if, you, if you're interested um shoot me an email um this year it's been awesome working with um our current sponsor um on 25th street they've been awesome helping us out big time um so we definitely want to thank them um the sign garage elizabeth and nate you've been awesome to work with all the time um, and we're looking for a new sponsor. So if you're interested in sponsoring the Woody Footies for 2019, uh, shoot me an email. We'll talk about what that entails and what that takes, but uh, it's a pretty sweet deal. And I'm also, one of the things, I'll drop this as a hint, when I talked about a creative team, we're looking for a Woody Footy logo. All right? So a special logo just for Woody Footy winners. So not just the hat we did this year, right? Um, but next year, we'll probably do hats the same for 2019, but just with a cool one-off, only Woody Footy logo. So the only way this will be on anything is if you win. So that's pretty pretty stellar. So if you're interested in that, let us know. But this year's winner goes to just a quiet legend. That's how I'm going to put it. Um, I had the pleasure, actually, of meeting uh, this winner in April um, at the Zion's national park area um, they were doing the zion traverse i got to run a little bit with them i uh, was introduced to him super nice guy and seriously a quiet legend if you don't believe me check out his results not just his results but what he does um, he is jeff list jeff list was the winner this week 
his uh, man, he, I'm telling you what, Washington, you're, you're killing me. Um, his picture was from Oaks Peak in North Cascades, Washington. Uh, beautiful photo, so you'll see that uh, attached to it. So congratulations on winning Woody Footy. There's two hats left. If he claims it, we got one to go. And I know there are two hats um, on their way, so I apologize. We've got two coming out from past winners, Justin Robbins and, of course, Michael Herons. So those are on their way. I apologize for the delay on those. The Christmas time got me behind. So that is it for Woody Footy. Now, our last segment here is Ask Trail Manners. Once we um, hit Ask Trail Manners, that's the end of the show, right? So um, sorry you had to sit with me this whole time, but uh, hopefully you're doing okay. So first question, it actually, like I said, it's like, all right, Eric, just saw a picture of you with shorts on in what looked to be a pretty good snowstorm and deep, fresh snow. What are your rules for pants versus shorts? And this is from Mitchell in Idaho. Well, Mitchell, that's a really good question. And I do have kind of a, a rule, if you will, on that, an unofficial rule for me. Um, but first of all, it was... A almost blizzard condition. Um, I was running with some friends, Curtis, Misty, and Corey, and animals in tow, Gunner, um, Ember, and I'm not sure um, the, the trail ninja's dog name, so I apologize. But yeah, we were going up Mainland's Peak in a snow, little snowstorm, and yeah, if you weren't right on the pack section, I took a couple steps, my dog disappeared once, it got right up to my nether regions um, in snow. Luckily, it was kind of that nice fluffy stuff, like powdery snow, which we get here in Utah. Um, not to make a lot of places as jealous, but it wasn't that hard pack slushy gunk. But my rule, first of all, I don't like pants, and um, that's kind of one of my mo's. I'm a shorts guy, even like during winter walking around. I do. I probably wore pants more this past 30 days than I did all of 2018 combined. Um, because it's been really cold and my daughter gives me crap and people look at me weird, but running wise, I usually set, it used to be 20 degrees. Okay. So if it was 20 or above it's shorts, that was my pretty steadfast, hard rule. Um, 20 below or excuse me, 20 degrees, right. And below, I would usually go with some stretchy ish pants. Um, first of all, I don't like to wear stretchy pants. I'm still not comfortable in stretchy pants, so I would really not be a very good character for a Men in Tights type film. But uh, but I will wear them, and I ha- I don't wear them with shorts all over them anymore, which I started doing. Um, got ridiculed pretty hard. Some sleepless nights, some counseling got me through that. But yeah, I think it, it was 20. It's creeping to 25 now. Um, and yes, five degrees does make a difference, especially in the mountains, because if I'm at home here in downtown Ogden and my thermostat says 25, right? My out, out, outside is 25 degrees. Hey, Alexa, what's temperature? Um, I know the mountains and some of these little, uh, I don't know, I don't say canyons, but they're little little gullies and, and back ends, we call them. Um, sometimes it's colder. So if it says 25 when I start, I know it's going to be colder on the mountain and colder on some sections of the trail. So... I'm probably getting older and softer, and the hair on my legs isn't as thick and warm and fuzzy and and, and cozy, so probably 25 right now. So if it's 25 degrees and above, it's shorts. If it's 25 degrees and below, most likely pants. Um, The day it snowed, it was a warmer day. Plus, I guess I could throw in there, depends on what type of run I'm doing. So if I went up like I did, I know I'm going to be exerting more energy, getting warmed up quicker. So in that case, 
I would not, I didn't wear um, pants because I'm like, okay, I'm going to really get fired up here. So anyway, great question, Mitchell, and I hope that answers the question. I'm curious, though, if there's other people that kind of have those rules as well, like if you have some, some guidelines um, to what you stay by. I love running in shorts, so it's just the way it is. Next one is also from Idaho. It says, hello from snowy Idaho. So the trails are covered in snow and ice, and I'm not sure exactly when to wear spikes, and then I do not know what spikes work best. I've seen screws, ice spikes, yak tracks, and katula. Curious what you think of, curious what you, th- oh, curious what you think on when and what for the bad boys. That's from Leslie from Idaho. So Leslie, great question. Um, we have talked about this a little bit in the past, but, um, I think now it's more relevant, right? So, uh, perfect example. Went up Malin's the other day. I took my my Catulas with me. I put them in a vest, put them in the back just in case. Um, I personally don't like running or wearing spikes of any sort if I can help it. Um, I don't know, just not comfortable for me. I can feel it a little bit. Um, so I'm not a big fan of wearing them if I do not have to. Um, now saying that, do I wear them? Absolutely. There's times you have to have them or like I said, I had them in my pack just in case I didn't need them that day because it was a little softer snow. Um, but I think a lot of it too, Leslie has to do with the conditions of the trail. I am terrified of ice. Um, I, I've been pretty good in the past, but last year I had a pretty good fall. My shoulder still hurts. And so ice, I'm a little more gun shy around ice than I used to be. So now when I see ice on the trail, I slow down a lot or even walk just around it because I'm I'm trying to be more careful. Um, so I think it's a lot of how comfortable you are. I see people wear them all the time, um, no matter what in the winter time, just to be safe, which is fine. Um, so I think it's personal preference on what you're comfortable with. I personally don't like to wear them if I don't have to, but it is a very good safety feature to have especially if you're running more uh, in this time of, of year. Um, in packed snow, sometimes they don't work as well. They pack up, they clog up. Um, be super careful you don't kick your ankles too much because I've done that more than once, and that that's a stinger. Um, but, yeah, I think far as when to wear them, um, it's just trial and error, knowing your trails, knowing when you're out there, knowing trail conditions, talking to people. If you ran yesterday and it was a certain way and it's warmer and how cold it gets, I think there's so many variables to that. far as which ones work best, this is a personal preference. Um, I won't knock any of the ways you do it. Some people do put screws in their shoes, which I'm not against. I've done it once, and I did not like it at all, and I probably won't do it in the future. Um, in fact, I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine, Curtis, on the trail. He's like, yeah, I tried it, and sometimes they'd fall out. Sometimes I'd fill it through the bottom, and sometimes they conduct the cold all the way to the shoe. And I never even thought of that one, right, if it's gone in through, like, your footbed out the bottom. I know companies make some that go in your lugs. I don't know. I, I guess if it's me on the screw part, I almost think personally, again, I know there's other opinions and people are going to look say I'm crazy, but it's almost like you'd have to dedicate a shoe to winter running, right? Like put screws in them. I know you can take them out, but I think it compromises the integrity of the shoe on one way or another, whether it's in the lugs, whether it's in the sole, you know, whatever it is. So I don't like the screw path. Um, and then you get into yak tracks and Catula. Um, I've been using Catula for the micro spikes for a lot of years and I love them. Um, I don't think there's anybody that's reinvented the wheel yet, um, to say this one's better. 
and I don't use them enough to really that concerned. I know the Cthulhu's work well for me. I like them. I like how they pack. They go on. They're you know comfortable as far as that goes. So I, I guess I just don't have a reason to try something different right now, and because they work for me, and I just don't use them that much. So hopefully that helps. I apologize. It's only my perspective, but maybe if we're lucky, some of the Trail Manners listeners can post on Facebook kind of what they think. And Leslie, you can check that out because there's people definitely with other ideas. There's too many smart people in this world, too many creative people in this world to be set in stone on what you do. Um, unfortunately, I am right now until someone can persuade me differently on on that. So hope that helps. So two questions from Idaho. Uh, thank you, Mitchell. And thank you, Leslie, for chiming in and uh, sending your questions. So don't forget to send your questions every week to Ask Trail Manners. Um, we will be, we're fiddling with the idea right now of launching a third podcast um, for the week. So right now we do two, our Tuesday and our Thursday shows, and we're going to be consistent with those. And we are looking to add a third one, which I'm not going to spill the beans on, but uh, it's a really cool idea um, that Joel had uh, and I had talked about. And I don't know, we'll see what happens. So... Yeah, I hope that's it. Um, I just refreshed my browser. There is not a number seven as I'm getting ready to sign off here, so I do apologize. i got to get this on the intrawebs for your listening pleasure. Um, but thanks again for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. Um, we sure appreciate all the support. I'm going to say that all the time because we truly do. This is a labor of love, and we love doing it. Um, and we love all you guys that support us and listen to us and, you know, make it really worth recording. Um, so anyway... This is single track session number 121, part of the Trail Manners podcast. It is Thursday, January 10th, and I am out.